ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I, th- I think this thing is on. Is it on? I think we're I, good. I think we're good. It took a little bit. <laughs> it took us a couple minutes. Uh, good day, everybody, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Here with uh, Father Jeff Macbeth. My name is Parker Kern, and we are very pleased today to be able to take you through the scriptures for this weekend's Masses. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're uh, glad to be back from our, uh, our usual July hiatus on the 23 podcast. And of course, so blessed to uh, have Parker being willing to um, take over the co-host duties. I, uh, as I, I told him, I go, um, co-host, podcast co-host is not in the music director <laughs> job description. So whether this uh, interim uh, time lasts uh, a little bit or a little longer, um, I think we'll see need to be in it for a little bit of a, of a time here, and he agreed to do that, and um, really humbled, I think we both are, about how much the podcast has ended up meaning to people, and didn't want to just let that go. So we're uh, we're giving it our best shot here, and um, yeah. Yeah, and I just want to say, first of all, to you, Father, and to everybody uh, listening and the whole community, I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody for being so uh, welcoming to me uh, in my new kind of role and just very supportive. Uh, it means a lot to me, uh, you know, growing up in this community and, you know, being a, being a member here since 2006 with my family. Um, and then, of course, being a guitarist here, an instrumentalist, uh, you know, for 11 years now, coming up on 11 years uh, at the end of the month. Um, just very humbling for me. And I just want to say thank you. And I'm honored to be here. And I'm honored to be on this show today. So this is, is going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll work through it. So, yeah. So how's your summer been? It's been good. It's been busy. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> one thing one thing after another every day. Uh, you know, when I was I was going through grad school and um, I, was, I was struggling there. I mean, who doesn't struggle in grad school? But, um, you know, my dad told me, uh, you eat an elephant. A bite at a time, mm. and I, I've never eaten an elephant before. I don't think I really want to, nor nor I, I think don't. It's a delicacy in some countries. Really, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, regardless, he said, you know, you you have to take it, you know, pretty much day by day, almost hour by hour, sometimes. Um, and that's, you know, that's stuck with me yeah. over the last three four years since I've been since I've been out and uh, you know started started my own business, digital marketing business, uh, with my fiance uh, late last year. And it's just really been awesome to to serve uh, businesses, and you know, one of our new clients is St. John Twenty Third, which is again a great honor for us. Uh, but you know, everything just it it becomes very very overwhelming very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you really have to compartmentalize things. And you know, I even went out and bought a planner, a paper planner. I've never I've never Whoa. owned one of those before. I know that. It, can you believe that though? You're like kicking it old school. I know. Well, I, the problem is, is that when you know, you put it all in your phone or your iPad or computer or whatever, like it's there, but do you really see it? You know, you look at your phone and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big sports fan, so I get, you know, sports notifications all day and texts and, you know, tweets from, from friends or, you know, they changed it to X now. I get X's. I don't know what they call it now. The Twitter's called X now. Elon changed it. But, um, you know, I get all these notifications and, you know, the calendar sometimes just kind of slips by and then you're just, you look at it and you go, oh shoot, I was supposed to do that four hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while when I feel like I just got a lot going on, yeah, I just, I make a, like a written out list that I then like cross things off, you know, we just gotta, yeah. sometimes have to do that and have it right, like 
right in front of you. Old school, man. Old school. Old school. It's still it's still a tried and true method. That's right. So, yeah. So, Father, how has your summer been? And yeah. been good? It has been. Um, a chance to do some different things. You know, of course, I was at the high school students at their mission trip down in Kentucky for the whole week, which was great. And, um, you know, I, the house we were at, we, I just spent four days tearing down and then putting new siding back up. Um, so I have a deeper appreciation for, uh, for siding. I can't help but like look at siding on houses now, including my own. <laughs> I'm sitting in my patio, you know, and I see like this complicated cause of all the windows and, oh, yeah. and junk. I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Right. Um, but good, you know, it's That's like awesome. I, with the, the, the day-to-day stuff and parish life and just last year with everything going on with the living Christ campaign and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, it was, it was kind of nice just to be outside putting up siding on a house. Isn't that great? It was great. Yeah. You know, a nice change of pace. And um, I was joking with people, like, I'm thinking about getting a summer job. Um, but <laughs> I think that, that ship is prior to sale at this point. But, um, yeah, then um, just um, this last week, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, my favorite week of the year. Right. Yeah. Um, sort of in a similar vein, you know, it's like when else during the year do I get to, like, I don't know, do a high ropes course or, a, you know, a, a zip line or something like that. And just being immersed in that environment, which is so amazing many amazing young people and just all the uh, the missionary staff um it's great you know and the worship and just seeing their encounter with christ it's a beautiful thing and so yeah those were two uh two highlights and just of course the chance to have a a slightly reduced you know schedule um yeah everybody needs a break right yeah relax a little bit maybe sit on the patio in the evening yeah and um try to get that grass growing in the backyard yeah it's coming it's coming along (laughs) i appreciate everybody's concern for that uh we're getting there um, all the, all the, last night I was, uh, I looked out, uh, out the window and there's two rabbits there and I was like, ah, like, so I'm oh, like no. running out and then, you know, I had to go get my little, um, magic rabbit fence stuff that, uh, that someone had, had bought for me wow. and, uh, it sprayed around the perimeter, you know? So it's like not toxic. It just like smells bad. To yeah. Keep them away. Yeah. Well, see, my parents have problems with geese on their property. Mm. So they they have this little laser pointer that that, oh. that you can you can like it's a green laser. Their their neighbor got it for them, and they mm. said it works. So you point the laser at, at like around them, and mm. they just like they just go away. Huh. And also, I was told by Google, which anything you read on the internet is true. Yeah. Is that um, you know, if you put like grape Kool Aid down, it, the color and the smell offends the geese. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how many times you have to like dump Kool Aid on your grass to get them away. Like, you know, we have a big problem with geese here. Maybe we should put that in our ponds, like big ponds of grape Kool Aid. That would be great. Yeah, and yeah. refreshing for you know if you need a little, yeah, a little, little beverage. Come to the water. That's right. Come to the Kool Aid. <laughs> Come to. Oh wait, that's probably. Not, drink. Don't I drink think, the Kool Aid. Yeah. Yeah, I think that <laughs> that that that's been ruined. No, I think it has. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Well, some things coming up in the parish. Um, of course, we the pastoral associates have been working on the family faith formation for several months, and so we're excited to get that launched next month. And so, if you've um, just been out with the summer. And we have some nice, uh, a nice brochure just to let you know what's going on, and um, any of us would be able to to help you with that. So um, we're excited about about that. Um, and also, there's a connection point coming up on Sunday the 13th, so next week at 12:30 in the uh, atrium of the Parish Life Center. So if you're 
uh, newer to the parish and looking at learning more and even how to register, that go to 23.church and um, sign up so that we know you're, you're coming, especially if you're, you're bringing kids so we know um, whether we need, what we need to do with them or not. Um, I think the last one we had, like there was like no like kids registered, then a bunch showed up, which was sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And God bless Sarah for uh, sort of playing with them for like an hour while we uh, gave the presentation. I think um, I'd rather be with the kids, honestly. That'd be well. The fun. endearing thing was like one of them; they had so much fun and sort of met new people and oh, made new friends in that hour, and they didn't yeah. want to leave. Like this is the best hour of my life. I'm like, well, that's amazing. So Good. you know, you never know what's going to happen here you in Saint John the twenty third. So, yeah. Yes, sir. So, Father, um, if you will, let's uh, let's transition into some scripture let's for this that. weekend. So, this is a unique uh, Sunday. So, the Feast of the Transfiguration of the Lord is August 6th, and so when it falls on a Sunday, like it is, then we don't have the, the Sunday in ordinary time like we've been doing, um, so we are doing the Transfiguration of the Lord. It's the Transfiguration of the Lord gospel, we always hear the second Sunday of Lent, um, a little different context as we're entering into, you know, the, the Paschal Mystery more, um, so this feast is, is dedicated just to the... Um, that event of the transfiguration of the Lord. So this is um, Matthew uh, chapter 17, verses 1 to 9. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. I think when I hear this uh, passage, you know, we think of like mountaintop experiences that um, we've had. you know, I've mentioned before, like this, you know, Teens Encounter Christ retreat when I was in, in high school. I think maybe for a lot of people, it's some kind of a, a retreat or sort of these big um, moments of life when we really sort of, you know, maybe see Jesus in a new way. Yeah, you you really just almost have to surrender it all, and you know, I could just imagine, right? You know, when I listen to the gospel every weekend, I always try to like put myself in the shoes of you know, the people that were there when, mm. when, you know, the events happened, like on, you know, I, anytime really, um, obviously throughout Holy Week. I mean, it's just so powerful to think about, you know, if you were there, right, were you there when they right. crucified, like, it, just to think if, if I was there, like, how would I act, right? Mm. And how, you know, everybody says, well, I would want to be, you know, act like a follower of Christ, which of course I am and we all are, but I mean when you're in a large crowd like that and they're chanting Hosanna and then they're chanting crucify, you know, I, I'm always like, 
how would I how would I act? And I, I look at this week's gospel and I say, how? I mean, mm-hmm. what would I be doing? It, I mean, obviously, I'd probably fall on the ground and be you know pretty scared if the you know the sky just there was this voice from the sky. But like that's God, like that's powerful. And literally, you know, like you said, a mountaintop experience. Um, you know, we we hear from God all the time, you know, through each other, every every day. Um, and you know, there's signs around that, that I see, I mean, we, we know God is working here in our lives and, you know, like, like father Joe said in his homily this past weekend, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing or what time it is. God's, you know, the kingdom of God is all around us. Um, and you know, this, this gospel here for the transfiguration this weekend just really kind of puts an exclamation point on that. I think. Yeah, it's a, it is definitely one that would be great to put ourselves into and um and what is that that encounter like for us um of course back then it was thought that if you if you encountered god like you died you know uh, no one could see god you know and live you know there was that which is partly why they were afraid they probably thought oh man this is it for us we've sure. seen god and now we're we gotta die um but of course in jesus you know that whole thing gets turned around you know where we they, they could see him face to face and it, it was part of how they came to know that, that he is God, you know, through the, a moment like this with this transfiguration where right. they saw, in a sense, who he really was. Because, you know, we can think about, um, you know, Jesus, you know, sort of transfigured in light and in his glory. And, you know, why why didn't he just do that all the time? You know? Right. Like, it'd be maybe pretty easy to believe in him, you know, if he just sort of walked around in this sort of heavenly light all the time. Um, but then... It'd be easier to to maybe grasp that, but then harder to follow in faith. Yeah, you when lose just, you lose the, I guess, intrinsic value of surrendering yourself to a a being who is both fully God and fully man. Right, and uh, as they're trying to piece that together, you know, in, yeah. in a passage like uh, an episode like the Transfiguration, um, you know, we kind of have the hindsight of of that. Um, I think what's cool too about this. Um, the transfiguration, you know, um, episode, uh, is that it was this mountaintop experience, but it was for the benefit of, of the rest of their, their days, you know? And so, you know, they were coming down the mountain and so of course Peter wanted to stay there, you know? Um, and even, even like at, at camp last week, you know, to tell the kids like, well, we got to leave tomorrow, you know, or today's the last day. And they're like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't want to go. Right. So, you know, I get that. But that's those those moments, which we maybe wished were all the time or perhaps more frequent. Um, you know, maybe we don't get those all the time, but we get those glimpses of of God's presence that, that sustains us in the time when it's, when we are sort of in the valley uh, and in the dark. Um, so that's what makes this, this passage so great. You know, we need to carry those experiences um, with us and to remember them and to and to hold them hold them dear. Yeah, you know, I had a English teacher in high school um, who always said, you know, God gives you enough grace for each day, mm-hmm. so you get you know your glass is half full each day. He he gives you one day of grace, you know, mm-hmm. pours it in, and I think that's important to remember too. Um, you know, because for me, right? I, I mean, for all of us. We're, you know, going about life and we might not have that mountaintop experience at all or every day, right? Um, you know, it's like, it's like, 
if if you go out to these extravagant dinners every night, after a while, it's just going to become routine. You're just going to expect, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to have you know this fantastic dinner tonight. It's never going to be. You're going to lose the, the the specialness of it, I guess, if that's a word. But but if you have you know that sustained relationship, and like you said, those little glimpses every day, um, it becomes more. I guess just part of your the fabric of your life. And you're not, you know, necessarily expecting or hoping for every day for that massive, massive sort of revelation, but you know it in your heart that God's all around you, and you know in your heart that when you do see those those littler pieces or those just glimpses, that you know that, you know, that that is him sustaining you for, for the day and for your life. Uh, as you were talking, it, it struck me too, you know, sometimes maybe if people haven't had those moments, they're thinking, oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe God doesn't love me. Mm. You know, it's easy to sort of go down that, that path. And so it's like, well, like we're, we're alive because like God made us, you know, mm. and breathes life into us. And like every heartbeat is like this gift from God. And so it's like, you know, if we don't have those moments, like if we're out there, you know, and you're thinking, hey, I don't even know if I've ever had one of those. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. You know, does God even exist? It's like, well, bro, you're alive. You know, and so I, I think that's that's not nothing. That's that's no. something we need to hold on to, even if we haven't had these these kind of moments. That, yeah. um, you know, you're alive because you know God has has willed you to, into existence and um, and sustains us at every moment, or else we wouldn't be here. Exactly. Yeah. And I think just that on its own, right, is enough for, it's enough for me Yeah. Um, to, to kind of understand that. But yeah, uh, I know, you know, a lot of people that have not had that. I don't, I mean, I can't think off the top of my head, like, oh, I just had this amazing, you know, mm-hmm. moment of, you know, mountaintop roller coaster kind of, oh my gosh, this is it. But I think it's a collection, you know, the, you know, the parts are, equal the whole, sure. right? So they're, they all together, you just kind of piece it together and you understand, and you know, there are little glimpses and you know, you have those every day and you, you hold them in your heart and you know that, that God is there. But as we were talking about in our Tuesday morning group, um, sometimes it's even looking back, you're like, oh yeah, you know, God was there or God got me through that. Or that was, um, that was a blessing. That was a God's providence. That was God's grace. And I kind of see that now. Yeah. And I even, you know, in, in high school, uh, I had a religion teacher, uh, Sister Bernita Schneider, over at Central Catholic Toledo. Um, you know, she said prayer has no time, right? So you can pray retroactively for stuff. Like, sure, you can pray, like, in advance, like, oh, like, back then, like, oh, I hope I passed this test, or, you know, oh, I hope, you know, she says yes to me asking out to the prom or something like that. But, you know, you can pray retroactively, like, you know, when, when you're done with something, you can say, you know, first of all, thank you, God, for getting me through that. But then also you can say, you know, that that strength I had, that was because of this prayer right now. Like it's, mm. it, God knows no time. There's, I mean, boundless, endless, yeah. you know, I, that's always kind of stuck with me because as humans, right, we're confined to time. Time is everything we you know run our lives by like we just talked about earlier with the calendar and with a planner mm-hmm. and stuff like we're so fixed to numbers um but god god doesn't need any of that and i think it's especially important to remember when, when we're praying for those uh who have died 
you know, and we think, you know, I hope that they, especially if they maybe weren't, didn't have the greatest or appeared to have the greatest relationship with God or really were sort of distant, you know, especially our loved ones that like, man, I hope they, I hope they sort of, Jesus came to them at the end or that they, you know, just rediscovered this relationship with God, you know, at the end of their life. Um, because prayers are eternal, we can pray for that now. Yeah, you can. You know, and uh, so I think that's a that's a great grace, and that's you know, one of those you know spiritual works of mercy of praying for those who have died. Um, that even though they've already died, that at that moment, that that they accepted the love of God and embraced that and wanted to, s- to spend eternity in that that light of Christ that He revealed on Mount uh, Tabor here at the Transfiguration. Yeah, um, and it's not too late. Um, so yeah, if there's, if there's someone out there that's been on your mind, you know, that's, that's a great, it's great to continue to remember them in prayer. Absolutely. Yeah. And with that father, let's head to prayer, if you will. Oh, name of the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mighty God, we thank you for just shining your, your light on us each day. Uh, we thank you for revealing yourself to us in in little ways, in big ways, and help us, Lord, to have that that vision of your presence in our life. God, if there's any people out there who just um, listening that just doubt your your love for them, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you um, stir into flame um, your presence in their lives, that you fall upon them and just remind them of who you are, God, and who uh, they are in you that they are your beloved, and um, that you say to them, rise and do not be afraid. Help us all to remember just in the, in the challenging moments or the chaotic moments or the distracted moments that um, you have um, wonderfully made us and that um, we, are, we are here because of you and that uh, you've made us for your glory and help us, God, not to just get caught up in, in all the, the other things that can um, just distract us from from who you are. So, God, uh, help us as we um, enter into this weekend to remember your glory and to celebrate that and to um, always remember that, uh, in some ways, the Mass is our, is our mountaintop experience each week when we have just our communion with you. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love, in the Holy Spirit, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Father. One under our belt. That that was pretty good. Yeah, I think it's good. We did yeah, good. Yeah, good talking with you, and just looking forward to uh, to many more. Me as well. Me as well. So everybody have a blessed week and weekend, and we will see you this weekend, and we will talk to you next week. God bless you all.